Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the All Kings podcast, which I don't have a sign to point at anymore. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Corbin, with my co-host, Tate. And today we have a very, very interesting XDC project on Bibliomp. Very cool name. And they're either the founder or the co-founder, Tyler. I'm the founder, president, um, main guy, main team. Um, every single else thing we have is outsourced. So I'm basically the one-man army of Bibliomp. That's amazing. Very cool, man. You run, you run yeah, great projects. By. I mean, you have more than just Same. one, of course. And I, what I came to the conclusion of, I was scrolling through XDC, the NFT marketplace for Zenfin, and um, mm-hmm. I came across the top volume, and it was your project with over 10 million XDC in volume. And then the oh, second yeah. to that yeah, was that. Uh, your your second project as well. So you hold actually the two highest volume projects on XDC, which is insane. Three highest. Three? Oh, yeah, you're right. I, yeah, and I have four of them that are in the top 10. So I actually have just um, a one-of-one project that isn't uh, like utility-based. It's just to support the project and like our goofy art. And that's, um, I think, number eight right now. It, it's not that successful because I've com- out-competed myself with utility, so... I'll make an art piece for a project and gift them. It's not really for sale yeah. sometimes. So. so let's start from the beginning. Your first project. Mm-hmm. What gave you, ins- well, first, what gave you inspiration to, you know, build on the XDC's network? Oh, out of all the other networks, yeah. you know? My first crypto was XRP. So I found XRP um, mostly through my conspiracy theorist friends because there's a lot going on in the world that's like really important to know, like the um, the you know like CBDCs, the, yeah. the the transition out of cash. So there was a lot of truth to what they were talking about, and it stumbled upon XRP because it was the biggest one that was involved. And so I got into that, and I, I thought, man, this is some stuff that we really need to pay attention to. So I got. Uh, that was my first bag was XRP, and um, it was only by luck that I found XDC because I had an old friend that he he was like really into like you know like the party lifestyle. I didn't really think he's a super responsible guy when I was a kid, but he grew up to be like a gold hoarding you know like homesteader. He was really responsible and super patriotic, and he knew what was up too. And he found XDC because he was researching as well, and he told me about it. And so I looked into that. And I was like, this is crazy. And so, and basically I I figured that XRP was like the better Bitcoin and XDC was like the better Ethereum. And so that's kind of where it all started. And I actually learned a lot um, about XDC firsthand because it was originally um, on Ethereum, like when they started. So it's an ERC-20 token and you could buy it on Uniswap. And also BitTrue, because their mainnet was on BitTrue, you could withdraw on both chains. So... I, I thought, why not um, get into uh, the ERC-20 because I saw it on sale on, on Uniswap and it was like a third of the price of what it was on BitTrue. And so I bought a bunch. I traded all my Ethereum for it when it was 0. 0.006 cents. And uh, turns out it was actually stolen ERC-20 tokens. So I got all these stolen tokens for all my Ethereum and the um, the the exchange alpha X is where you could swap them one for one for their mainnet token. And they had this system set up where they were only giving you a ratio of your coins based on when you bought them. And I was really early in the, in the hack. So I got them earlier 
and I got a better ratio than a lot of people, but it was still like, you know, like this was messed up. And so there was a group formed in the telegram that basically got all these people that got ripped off in their, um, together. And so Zenfin and their community teamed up and basically reimbursed us monetarily, not, um, token wise. Like they didn't give us our one for one, but they, they really hooked us up. So I got like, I think $3,000 from them for the problem. And that was actually more than I actually, I, I actually broke out even with the U S dollars when it came down to the swap. So that's, they, that's a nice bonus. And we were on vacation when it happened. So it was a really cool day for us. Like we were just like walking down this really beautiful bridge, in North Carolina. And then all of a sudden I got three more thousand dollars. I was like, <laughs> you know, that's a cool team. I haven't met any crypto projects that have really done that. Okay. And I thought that was like, just so that, that kind of won me over with their team. And I met um, Billy Adams, who is the uh, head of project development for the XTC foundation. So he's like, he wasn't working for them at the time. He just kind of like was in the community and he took me under his wing as far as like how to audit my own crypto because I had to go in and fill out all these forms and stuff. So in that process, I learned a lot about what it could do. And um, he, we talked a lot about the differences between that and XRP. And so my bags shifted heavily off XRP. I still had XRP, but it went big time into XDC and learning the project and learning what their agenda are, is and the roadmap, it was just phenomenal. Like they have Andre Casterman as an advisor and that guy, if you've researched him, he's like really big. He used to work for Swift and that's yeah. like huge. So that's kind of where they're going. And I learned about the ISO regulations and like, you know, what that means for our money. And so that's kind of just, I just stuck to that. I don't really mess with anything that's not involved in that because I don't, I don't really care that much about the others. Um, so I'm like kind of an ISO maxi in the sense of this is the horse that I'm going to ride to freedom, if that makes any sense, because I don't really like the whole cashless system idea. I'm like totally against CBDCs and I really just like, I, I'm not really into technology as much as you'd think. It, I think it's dangerous because mainly the people in power are dangerous, not because we're dangerous. So my, 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 my personal like experience was like, we can either just ride this horse or we can make it our own horse. And so that's what I shifted to. And the only way to do that is use the horse that they're using. Cause like you have to, it's like a Trojan horse, you know, it has to blend into what they want. And so I got into building on it and like learning the different things. And so we have actually, um, the first project I actually helped co-found was health bank. And that is actually a giant project far bigger than Bibliomp ever should be. It'd be cool if Bibliomp got as big as health, but health bank plans. But basically what it started as was a uh, incentive-based health program. So you got in, you did your workouts, and you got paid in XDC as was the original plan. But we expanded so much. So we're building um, an actual bank. We're going to fund gyms. We're going to fund um, greenhouses. We have, like, we tokenize businesses. We're working on tokenizing a gold mine. Um and other stuff, we onboard people into Web3. Uh, we have a podcast called BYOB Podcast where you nice. can come in with your business idea and then talk to basically our DAO. And we vote on whether or not we think your uh, business can work or if we can help you. And so, or you could be a, become a partner with us that way. So we have a, quite a few partners. One of the biggest being like the World Calisthenics Organization. So we're like tied into like actual professional athletes and stuff. That's incredible. So that was some really fun thing. Um, they kind of got started and learning that um, like kind of what we're doing there, it kind of got me into like my own personal 
experience with like taxes and how am I supposed to like do all this stuff as cheaply as possible without having to, you know, pay for all my profits down the road. And Bibliomp kind of came as sort of a way to kind of have less taxes because, you know, if you have a business, you get different tax breaks than yep. if you're just an individual. And, you know, like, so I used the word Bibliomp because it was actually a thing that already existed in my life when I was in high school, um, about 2002 through 2006. I used to take these pieces of paper and I'd fold them in half and rip these little monkey dudes out of it and just like leave them places. I'd write the word Bibliomp on their stomach. And teachers would pick it up and be like, well, what is a bibliomp? And it would make everyone laugh. And so that's kind of like that died when I graduated because like I didn't have any more teachers. College was like too, I don't know, it wasn't the same as high school. It was too so I didn't constructive. Really do it there. Yeah, and fun. Like I had yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, I really liked my teachers. I, I went to art school, so I, gotcha. I was like just nice. always immersive. I could play and stuff on me. So, yeah, and um, bibliomp itself – it came back one day. I was telling my children about it. I don't remember why. Some, something to do with their paper dolls or something they had. Because I have two daughters and two boys. And I was like, this bibliomp looks like a paper doll. So on the, at the same time, someone was teaching me about NFTs on Solana. And uh, so I kind of applied that. And I thought, wow, these are just random generated paper dolls. And so I made a bibliomp just to mess around. And it got really fun. And so I created this idea that I could make this into a video game character. And I wanted it to be bigger than a video game character, though, because, like, everybody makes video games in crypto that's an NFT project. And it's just, like, I didn't want just, like, a, a regular old side-scroller or, like, you know, like, copy-and-paste platform game kind of thing you see. So I wanted to get deeper, and I wanted to help people. So I created this idea to make it on the Oculus instead and make it, like, something that no one's ever played before. So it's going to be a first-person fighting game on the Oculus with the option of a side-scroller like Street Fighter style on console. So you'll have two options. It'll be the same exact game, just basically flip sideways. Um, so I also wanted to generate money to help people. So I wanted to have products like um, NFTs. I wanted our token. I want merchandise and the actual game itself, and we might even sell actual Oculus devices. I don't know if we're going to go that far or not, but we want a place where we're going to pull in profit, build a giant treasury, and then use that money to fund humanitarian ideas like cleaning your local rivers, etc. Because there's not a lot of places that just want to pay for that. And so it's going to become a DAO on that aspect. Um, we actually are in the process of finishing our distribution phase and our fundraising phase. And so once that stuff's all done, all that stuff gets built. So we're actually not only on XDC. So XDC is a small project. They still have a smaller market cap. And I really liked XRP. The, um, like just the use case of it's really easy, but the most important part was the, the XRP army is huge. Like it's giant. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to go cross chain. I wanted to use the XRP army, for their size and then XDC for their use case. And so that's where um, we went with it. Originally I minted 144 billion tokens on both networks and we were going to build like basically a cross chain DEX with a pool of both tokens. And that kind of just like that happened in November of last year or like the original like idea. And I minted all that stuff back then. And then like, um, like it was just too early. We were waiting on XLS 20 to upgrade yeah. still. And yeah. so I didn't really want to put anything <laughs> out early. Cause there's a lot of projects that are just putting out tokens that are IOUs and like 
that's not really helpful for our game. So I just delayed it for a while, but in the process decided XDC is already ready. You can already build on it. They already have cloud storage. They are like building something that's going to compete with Amazon warehouse servers. Like it's going to be a huge thing. So (coughs) I, uh, yeah, so I started the progress there and I wanted to fundraise. So like fundraising in the United States is really weird because the SEC basically hates crypto. And so you can't just sell a token the same way other countries can sell a token. So I decided NFTs are the way to go because there's no regulations on NFTs yet. They're all basically just kind of like in the gray area. So I created the idea of the Zodiomp, which is basically 144 um, Zodiac characters that are bibliomplified and they are for a crowdfund. So you can buy a master node at the time. They still had master nodes when I started it. So I was going to originally just buy a master node. So, um, I didn't have a place to market them yet. XDC did not have a marketplace. So we were like kind of basically just waiting for either a marketplace or we're going to build our own marketplace. And then, um, XDC, SEA, XDSEA came out with their marketplace and it was, it was a good name. I mean, it was a ripoff of OpenSea, of course, but it was like, well, that's obvious. People are going to know what that is. Yeah. And, but nobody could hear what I was saying. They were like XDC, like Zenfen. And so it got, became like a word challenge to tell people what I'm talking about. And so talking to my wife one day, I just kind of called it XDC monkeys because sea monkeys, it's like, you can't mistake what I'm saying. And just like immediately thought, holy crap, that is their new mascot. So the XTC monkeys originally started as a funny mascot that I was just going to use to help market their um, NFT marketplace. So it was popular enough for us to sell the Zodiops. But it, it became so funny and they liked it so much that I really wanted to give it more utility because I also thought people aren't going to want to just buy a picture of a sea monkey. So I added the master node to that. And I actually created a nonprofit organization to run it because it's, I don't make any profit off the sea monkeys. It's all just like, if you put 10,000 XDC into a sea monkey, that's your 10,000 XDC. I don't make any of it. And it's part of the node. And so the, um, we started the nonprofit organization and minted all the sea monkeys for about $220, I think altogether. It cost half an XDC to mint all the, all the NFTs. Wow. And it was a huge success. It took 100 days, though. So basically what it was, was I went from, I think I had zero followers when we started. And we ended with about 600 followers only. And we raised 10 million XDC with only 600 followers. And it was mostly because of trust. Like, I was just some strange guy that had an idea. And so it was a progress, a process of, like, um, trust building and just community building and kind of weeding in and out people that we, you know, there's there's a lot of people in the space that are nefarious or they just want profits only and this was not a short term project it was like because XTC is only like at the time I think it was between four and it maxed out at seven cents through our project and then dumped down to about three cents yeah so it was like the rewards um, of a node are sixty thousand XTC per month and dividing that out between five hundred NFTs well four hundred NFTs you get about for the because they they range in value, but let's say the 10k XDC ones that you get about 50 XDC per month, which is about a dollar fifty. So it seems like really unreasonable to want to buy that. But the people that did buy it know what XDC is going to be, yeah. 
and they think between ten and a hundred dollars at fifty XTC, that's good income. Like that's way more sustainable than every other node out there. I think that's like uh, layer two. Like I had a lot of experience in DeFi. I was really into Wonderland. I was really into all these node projects. But like at first, you know, and because like each single one of them, they they were great until like they everyone maxed out. Like they're like, okay, all 50 people that are going to find our project found it. Now they're all just trying to sell it to each other and they just dump because they're basically stuck in what I call a slice of a slice of pie. And it was just unsuccessful. So I wanted to go with a layer one node. I wanted to go with a node that was still early. It hasn't maxed out yet. Um, and it was still somewhat affordable to a group of people without being like um, absurd. Cause like, it was just so early. Like we're so early in the XDC ecosystem. And so it was a huge success. Um, we did like a halfway through the project when we raised about half of it, we did a multi-sig. And so we actually voted, had the community vote on who gets to be on the multi-sig. And so they put a community member on the multi-sig itself. And that was a huge, like, as soon as that happened, it was like aping in for the rest of the project. It happened in about three phases, I think. The first phase was like, holy crap, he's doing something. Second phase was, holy crap, he did something. And then the third phase was, holy crap, I'm going to miss it. And so that was a really fun fun year. It was like about a little over three months. And it was it felt like an eternity because I had to hand mint every single NFT because yeah. they don't have like bulk uploading or anything. Yeah. So it was cool. It was a great learning experience. And then in that process, I built a really awesome core community. Um and that ended, uh, our first node rewards came on July 4th. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, so since July, we start, we, I minted the Zodiac as soon as the XDC monkeys sold out. So that started, we've got about, um, I think we're about a 10th of the way through that. And then, um, so yeah, that one actually is the same exact model only with a small premium because like, I'm not doing it for free two rounds in a row because that was absurd. It was like worth it though, because it, it led to everything today. I felt like it was the best marketing I could have ever done. We have zero dollars in marketing. That's budget. amazing. So yeah, everything's like straight up. Yeah. Like everyone just loves us and just does all the marketing for us. It's all word of mouth and it helps weed out like shills and stuff. Yeah. Like I don't want to be one of those guys that go, you hear, you know, like, Big boy crypto just dumped your coin, like or whatever that guy is. Like I hear it all the time, like yeah. people pumping stuff, and then like all of a sudden it dumps because it's like that's just the way they work. It's not cool. So I, I avoid all that. I'm, I'm a deep researcher when it comes to people, and so I built the rest of the project that way, based around how to filter out um, basically just anyone that doesn't want to be in the project. So our first actual release of our token was through XList, and this was on the XRP ledger. Or no, it's through StakeX on the XRP ledger. So if you don't know about StakeX, they are a self-custody staking platform on the XRP ledger. And they, um, since they're newer, they don't have like an automated interface where you can go and just put your tokens on there. They have like a process where you vote. So basically what this did was give people an active way to basically support us and give us a view of who actually wanted to be part of the project. So once we won the StakeX vote, it was fast um, and it was extreme. Like we were like 10 times the votes of everyone else. Like it was crazy. And oh. so, yeah, and we airdropped everyone. That was a really successful airdrop because the price went up a lot. Like it was really high. Like it was, we, we actually flipped XLM and um, 
which is crazy because we have 144 billion tokens. So it was really cool. And then the next thing we did was through stake or through Xlist. Xlist is a similar um, project. They do voting to get you listed on an exchange, and then they use their project funds to pay your listing fee. So our goal is bit true for that. We're still going yeah. through that September 1st is when you can vote for us. And if we win, they're going to pay our $20,000 listing fee. Wow. And we'll be on BitTrue. And so we're picking BitTrue because BitTrue does XRPL and XTC tokens. Yep. So that really helps us with our cross-chain stuff. Um, and let's see. When we started StakeX, we still had the original idea to do the cross-chain decks. And then OneChain came out. OneChain is amazing. They are the only bridge out there that has never been messed with and has zero downtime and are working with ISO networks and huge like in like industry. Like they're like basically the industry standard for bridges now. And so what they do instead of using two different tokens is you get your main net token. Like, so our XRPO led token, since it's more active is um, going to be our main token. And then you put the token through the bridge, the bridge locks these up and then mints basically a, a, a stable coin of your token for whatever network you're going to, put it on. So it'll be go from XRPL to the XDC network. And then when you want to go back, it burns those tokens and then unlocks the mainnet tokens again. So it's really super secure. It's really hard to be nefarious and cheat as yeah. a project. So that changed a little bit and it actually evolved our uh, tokenomics because we had basically 90 billion reserved for the cross chain bridge. And so now we have this extra pool of tokens, which I had to do something with. And so we created the G Bibble which is the XBibbleX governance token. So the GBibble token, it basically controls the 90 billion that are going to be left over after distribution. So um, we could do anything with those. We could burn with burn them all. We could like use them for different project funding. We can use them for contests, airdrops, whatever. So there's a lot to do with those tokens in the future. Um, we just can't sell them because of the SEC for now. Yeah. So, I'm hoping like that things change and then we have a big pool of tokens we can actually fundraise with directly and because that makes life easier. But so we haven't been able to. So I had to get creative with how we're fundraising, which is where the NFTs come into play. So the Zodiomp, one uh, 11th of the funding goes to our project. So we're, we're going to raise 11 million XDC and then 1 million XDC goes directly to building our game system and our ecosystem and our metaverse. And then... Um, but that's a slower project because of it's still waiting on the XDC monkeys to be completed by um, means of their reward distribution. So that's the only thing that's holding up on the XDC monkeys is basically the on-site platform on XDC, which is supposed to go live in October. So once that goes live, I think there's going to be a big aping into the Sodium. But um, before that, we're going to sell out of our Bibble Burn, to, uh, Bibble Burn Machine NFTs. So those are an are inspired by the, I don't know if you guys have followed Blocksworks or the XDC NFT or Super Bowls. Those are all the same company, but they had a, they had a similar issue where they didn't want to be busted by the SEC. So they did a fundraising with their NFTs where you bought the NFT and got airdropped. So instead of that, I wanted to expand on it and make it a little more enticing. So I did what's like, we airdrop you on the XRPL initially, because when you buy it, you have to fill out a form and stuff. And so we get your addresses for both chains and then once staking in October goes live, you get to stake these NFTs for XBibbleX for like 17 years. So it's like endless staking almost because like 17 years in crypto, we're probably going to be using like lasers and shit. <laughs> to like talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. 
And XTC will be, you have price speculations, you just said in the past, XTC going to 10 to $100 range. Yeah, that's like my conservative price. I feel like it could go higher, though. What do you think XRP will be if XTC is that high? 589 because it has more tokens. Ah, yeah, makes sense. $5.89 sounds reasonable. $58.90 sounds reasonable. $5.89, if that happens, XDC will be $10,000. Like, it's just going to be that. They have, I think, 10 times the tokens or something crazy. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't believe in the buyback thing. I, I don't think the government Neither likes do I, this huh? Yeah. That's a really big – I think it's a PSYOP, and I think it's just to be, basically be exit liquidity from these influencers, even though I don't I don't think it's a good approach. Like, if they want to do something with XRP, I don't know. I, it's just it's too big of a market cap to go that high. Um, the only time it can go that high is, like, quickly, and it will just drop right away. Because, like, say if you market buy right now $40,000 worth of XRP, it'll shoot up to about 10 bucks if you do the math on the, on the exchanges. But, like, there, it's not going to stay there. Like, there's too many different, you know, fluctuations. There's trading bots. There's all these things going on. So that's my theory. I don't think they're going to buy back. And honestly, like, they're already, like, making the CBDCs. And, like, it costs, like, 60 XRP. That's all it costs to do that. They don't have to buy anything. They just have to have 60 XRP. They can make a trust line and mint these tokens. And so that's what I feel like they're going to do. They've always screwed us. I don't I'm trust just, it. I'm so. just thinking about, say, if XRP's market cap was like $1 trillion, like hits the bank mm-hmm. sector, cross borders, and it gains somewhat of a market cap of $1 trillion, where would the price potentially be? That's that's where my eyes are going right now. Obviously, $1 trillion is a big, a big shot, but like we, we can still Not see enough. hundreds of billions. I think it could be... 10 to 100 bucks easy. I think that's yeah. a fair price yeah. for it. Um, that's what I said too. I don't think it, it, it doesn't make sense to me to use, like they're not going to use XRP itself either. I don't think like you don't need to use the XRP to do the cross border payments. You want a stable coin because yeah. it's volatile. You don't want to send $10 million as XRP because 1% fluctuation, that's a huge loss. Like that's really big. Yeah. So a stable coin is how they're going to use it. I think the biggest thing, um, XRP's missing is rewardable nodes. So like you can have a node and it's free. Like you don't get any rewards at all for it. And so I think that's one of the bigger problems with it now, actually still um, why it's delayed with the XLS 20 is because like there's just not incentive to maintain them as much. Cause like XDC, you got those people like as soon as they get an update, like they run like, like rats and cockroaches to their nodes to update them. It's crazy fast because they get incentivized and it's like really important to them. So the XRP people that love XRP are on it, of course. Like there are some really good gems out there. People that are already up, you know, like they're voted yes and all that stuff for the XLS 20. But as a whole, I think it's kind of a not ideal system. It seems like too, I don't I don't want to say like communist, but it seems kind of like on that side of the spectrum in a, in a place that we're mostly libertarians. Like a lot of people that are in crypto are libertarians because we want control over our lives and our money. Yeah. And so I, it seems like a kind of weird design, but that's, you know, it is what it is. So of course. I think it's important to, uh, it's a very important network. I think it's going to do well. I don't think it's going to crash or anything yeah. like some no. others. It, I mean, it's going to survive the isolation. The, the, the network it itself, it has? Yeah, um, the Zoom. Do you remember this, the trust line boom they had a couple? Like, I don't know if it was like early this year. Um, Zoom wallet, 
um, is a big example. Like, so all these people were doing trust lines and it flooded the network and it was actually out of sync for like, I think a few days. Oh, wow. I didn't, so I it makes me wonder like, if the IRS is going to make everybody set up a trust line for their, their tax CBDCs or whatever, you know, like, yeah. is that going to happen again? I don't know. So I'm not sure. Like I, I'm not actually a full blown dev on it, but I, I am friends with all the devs that I can be with. I talked to everybody about it and that's kind of what I gathered was it was just overwhelmed basically for a brief time. And it's because of the nodes, the nodes, there's not as, not, um, as many nodes as there needs to be and they're not as updated as they should be. And sure. So, and it, 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 it did happen. That's the only time I remember it happening. And then there's the, um, like the concept of their Genesis, like blocks disappearing. Like, I don't know about if you've heard of that, but like, you can't even find where XDC began on the blockchain. Wow. Because they, uh, it, yeah, there's some to it. That's a whole other rabbit hole. <laughs> so many rabbit holes in this it, space. It's, it's unreal. It's yeah. yeah. So what's but next? It's a good network. It's What's next for Bitcoin? So right now, yeah. Um, next, we are. Um, I'm, I have some uh, cool stuff in development with our uh, future partners, Schmackles. Have you ever heard of them? They're a cool project on the XRP ledger. They are based off of the currency from a Rick and Morty episode, but like their um, their project revolves around mental wellness and fun, and so like that they kind of go along with Health Bank as far as that goes, yeah. and. So we're going to work with them on some stuff a little different than just a regular airdrop kind of thing like we've been doing. But um, that's one thing. And we have uh, once our fundraising is done, we're going to be busting balls on the Oculus game development, which is uh, first person. It's a mixture of Super Mario or Paper Mario and Clay Fighter as far as like the animation is going to go. So it's going to be kind wow. of a unique twist on both of those because they're made from paper monkeys. But I want it to be a first-person button mash fighting game. So it's going to be really immersive, and you're going to be really fit and active if you play enough of it. And it's going to be a lot of fun, like kind of like those dancing games, but better. Yeah. And um, yeah, so like that's kind of our next big chunk is once we get these uh, the fundraising done. Otherwise, it's basically just building partnerships, finding other ways to like help other projects. We spotlight other projects too because for some reason we have so much hype around us that like I'll be like look at them and then their coin pumps it's really cool like um, had a DAO was like my first advisor on the project like I, I asked them about the XLS twenty and the NFTs and he's a big reason why I didn't like build on it yet is because it wasn't ready and so. The guy is amazing. He's a scientist. He was a hemp scientist, so he studied like plants, like microscopes and laboratories and stuff. So he's like a really smart dude when it comes to stuff, and he's he's holistic. He like he looks at the whole thing. He knows like this is you know it is what it is kind of guy. And their project started because he wanted to learn about the XRP ledger, and it became like educational. Like he's him and Mega Man XRP are the two reasons everybody knows about trust lines. Like they spent months and months just busting people out on like making them learn trust lines. Here's your airdrop. Get a trust line. Here's how to do trust lines. And so he he didn't get that. They didn't seem to get as much recognition as I thought they needed for what they did. And so like a big thing is like we're working with Adadow directly. I'm um yeah. Our NFTs are going to be hopefully through them as long as like they have like the ability to do it. When we do our official video game NFTs, I might go through them too. But like, yeah, so like, I like, I like spotlighting stuff. X list was a big one to spotlight. We brought in, I think we almost doubled their, um, 
basically doubled their population of members because of just Bibliomp came. So like they had uh, just started, I think they did one vote before we joined the team. I'm a sponsor and a captain on team one. Um, and I, yeah, we started with four members on team one when I started and the next day had about 30 and then we're up to like 60 members now, I think close nice. to that. And yeah. So if you guys aren't members of X list, join team one. Cause like if we fill our team up, I'm paying for everyone's memberships. Cause I love everybody. I want X list to be full and full to the top. And actually we're working on making them cross chain too. Cause what they do bringing a project onto an exchange is huge. Like that, like awesome startups out there. They just can't afford it. And getting yeah. on an exchange is a really good way to get publicity. So, and it's the community funding it too. So it's really fun. It's a good way for like, like us, for example, I can't just fundraise with my token, but they can, and I can be like rewarded by that. So that's how it works for all projects. And I think it's amazing. And they need a lot of recognition for that. How do you like, join Excellent? Just go to xlist.one and click the store, and you basically um, you can use cash or crypto. There's a form to fill out. You need to have uh, it was 500 xlist tokens, but now I think it's 2,000 xlist tokens in your wallet, and that's it. You just keep them in your wallet, and then you have your membership. You get an NFT, um, and yeah, you just hang out. You get airdrops every single month by sponsors. There's contests meme contest, there's video contests, and you get an augmented reality file of your totem pole that you're on the team of. So you can go do like totem videos out and like wherever. So I did one that was in my grill on fire the other day. It was pretty <laughs> fun, but so oh, they're cool. And then he's also, um, he owns Northern VoIP, which is like one of those internet voice like phones companies for like businesses. So he has like, another really cool tech project. So that's another, uh, Another cool wing to look at if you guys are into that stuff or other projects, you know, like it's good for like businesses and whatnot. So. Of course. That's amazing. Um, otherwise, we're also in talks with Treasury. They're a really cool project on the XRPL too. They do some, a similar thing. It's more like a, rather than like, they, they kind of, they're like a, a VC kind of thing. Like um, start, help startups get a boost on their project funding basically. Gotcha. So that's, they haven't actually started that process yet, but I think September we're going to talk about, um, that i think that's when that goes live so it's kind of cool we're going in steps um stake x first let that fizzle out a bit with the hype and move to x list let that get crazy and then everyone's probably going to push towards whatever our next venture is and hopefully it's treasury that'd be a cool boost um and then in the meantime we have uh been developing what we want our metaverse to look like it's sort of evolving with our characters because like it started with just the bibliop and then the sea monkeys came in and that became the mickey mouse of xdc basically so like we have to incorporate them now and then um yeah so the metaverse is going to be interesting it's going to be a little different than your standard walking into a warehouse full of pictures of nfts warehouse you see in most places or like you know like realistic stuff you're going to be like it's almost going to be like you took mushrooms and went to this new planet. It's going to be very immersive, like a video game. So I have a lot of cool, like, uh, disclosure-y kind of, like, things I want to put in there. Because, like, a lot of people, there's, like, you know, the whole flat earth, globe earth discussion. Yeah. I think it's a donut. So I'm going to make a donut where you can see the earth. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and, like, you know, like, just little things. But it's going to lead to, like, uh, a lot of health stuff because, like, we're really into, like, really into health. I actually, before I did crypto, I was a carpenter 
like I had my own carpentry business, but I also have my own mineral supplement business that I, I do all, I make a mineral supplement from the dead sea salt and it's called Ormus Minerals. Some people may have heard of it. Monoatomic gold is another way to, another name for it. But um, that's how I actually stumbled on Johnny, the co-founder of Health Bank, um, was through our supplements and talking about that. And so we want to kind of like be a place where people can go educate on all sorts of wellness forms, like whether it's financial or physical or mental. And so it's going to be a cool place, kind of like um, lots of information, lots of fun stuff. And red pills everywhere that I can, because I think that's really important to wake up the whole world to like everything. Like I'm not like a hardcore conservative or anything like that. And I don't believe in like all of the crazy stuff, but I believe one thing is true and it is the fact that we need empowerment as a people instead yep. of like waiting for someone else to empower us or waiting for someone else to lead us. And it's not, it's not how it works. Like biblically, that it seemed to fail. Like everyone's like, you know, like Moses freed the slaves, but where are they now? Like they're still slaves. We're all still slaves basically to the economy and to this like eight people running the world. And I don't like that. So I kind of want to help people kind of realize like, you know, like the movie ants or bugs life, you know, like it's like a real thing. Like, you know, like the grasshoppers are jerks, but they don't, they can't win if we just like know we can win. So it's information is most oh, 100%. What it is. I can give people information. They'll know. They'll say, Oh, I don't need to take that to make this happen better. Okay, cool. And it's like little, little things like food choices, like all kinds of stuff. Like it's endless. I could go on for seed like oils. too many hours. <laughs> yeah. Seed oils. Yeah. Fuck seed oil. Yeah. Pardon my French. But like theirs are passionately dangerous. Yeah. Like they have hurt so many people's reproductive. And they're in everything. And Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Yeah, and hydrogenated oils, fake salt. Yeah. Like, you can go on forever. Processed foods, How they, plastics. Yeah, sugars. Whatever. What they do with sugars nowadays is insane. Oh, it's terrible. Like, you can... Super here's close. the thing. Yeah. And the health industry is even overwhelmed by it. Like, you can go buy a kombucha from one brand that's, like, legit, and it's not full of, like, processed junk. And then you go to this other kombucha, and it's literally sugar with kombucha in it and it's like people are chugging this stuff and it's like it's not helping my digestion but it's because you're just chugging sugar yeah. but, so like yeah and meats like people don't realize that a grass-fed cow with yellow body fat is like supreme and like actually slimming compared to say like this awesome giant piece of white fat meat steak that's from this like huge cow that was bred with like science yeah. and stuff yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. no it's insane all so, the gmos oh it's terrible and living in indiana man i'm surrounded by it like all the farms here they make gmo corn we have gmo cows there's freaking bulls where their horns are so long like they're like six feet long almost like end to end and they just like why that's not natural and they just make them for their big giant meat they make and it's like terrible so i i just see it sad and i really want to change that and so that's a big part of all the projects. Like either I work with a project that has some kind of way they can help with like the world or they can help other projects in a way where it's like freeing people financially. So like that's kind of basically our basis of our whole ecosystem is like freedom in every angle pretty much. Tyler, you're a good man. I can see it just by the way you speak. <laughs> right on. Just trying to help people yeah, out. Yeah, that's man. all that really matters at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and it was, I don't even care about the money aspect. Yeah. Like people were like, why aren't you making millions of dollars with your crypto knowledge? And I'm like, well, I will. It'll, I'm just doing it the slow way because I have to do it the helpful way. Yeah. And that's like, you know, I don't want to rip people off. Like even my mineral supplements, you can, for example, buy uh, on average for a hundred dollars, what I sell for $20. And that's just how I am. Like wow. I just, it's, it's not really, I don't know. Greed's freaky to me. Karma's out there everywhere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you're on XRPL, you're on XDC, and Mm -hmm. then what about Wanchain? Do you have any side projects on there? So Wanchain is a bridge. Um, They're a bridge, so they're kind of like a – there's not like an ecosystem that's Wanchain. Gotcha. So much, but they're tied to 17 networks, so like – You'll have AVAX, Huge. Ethereum, Dogecoin. Yeah. Uh, I think they work with Litecoin. I have a, a list of all their networks somewhere. But, um, yeah, it's, there's 17 major mainnet networks they're working with. And so that's kind of like what um, the other benefit is like. So now we're there's this Bibliomp that bridges between 17 networks. And so we have a huge amount of eyes on us. And um, on top of that, our game isn't going to be crypto limiting. So you're not going to have to ever play crypto or have crypto to play our games. They're just going to like make them better. Like you won't be able to get the NFT characters. You're going to get the stock characters. Um, You won't be able to buy certain things within our marketplaces without crypto, but you'll be able to fully experience the Bibliomp and like you can explore the metaverse and whatnot. It's not going to be gated through NFT membership or anything like that. You'll just be, it'll be like educational. It'll be like, well, if you bought this NFT, you could do this. Do you know how to buy it? Nope. Click this for the educational part. And so you could get, there's going to be built-in education, crypto, um, from crypto, like just basic maneuvering to straight up, like how to operate DeFi and all that stuff. Cause like, I, it's really important. There's a lot of stuff to learn about. Like what is a node? What is a real node? What are, um, like, what is like staking, you know, all those things that people really don't even know yet. Um, just besides the small slice of people that are into all that yeah. stuff. So it's going to be a good place to like learn anything you need to. Yeah. So I have a question about XDC. So a lot, I know a lot of our audience members and me included are not too familiar with XDC's sort of NFT infrastructure. So there's a marketplace mm-hmm. you can mint on it. What is that minting process like? Do you have to write a lot of code for it? Um, and you said there's no way to like queue a bunch. You got to do them all like manually. So yeah, how, so, how difficult is that process? Well, currently, so XDC and the NFT marketplace is in beta mode. They're still building right now. And so it's it's no code. You don't have to know any code. Basically what it is is a form with like a place you upload your picture. You can type in your, your description, your title, um, your prices, your royalty fees, and all your properties, just like you would on another marketplace. Um, and it's really simple and easy. Like, uh, it takes me, I think, one minute and 30 seconds to mint a full NFT if I have all the information already to copy and paste over. So basically what I do is I make a spreadsheet with all the NFT names, all the prices, like if they're tiered, um, and all the descriptions and whatnot. And I just copy and paste over and over. And it's really easy. It just It's a little tedious at first. They're actually building a bulk uploader for it. Um, anything you see that's like convenient on other marketplaces is definitely coming to the marketplace because it's like 
I spend probably half my week like giving them ideas and they're just like, there's so many of them. They can only do so much at once. Yeah. So like they're doing it in order from like, so there's one more giant update. It's a secret update. And it's actually something I think I've requested, but they won't tell me what it is because they know that I like teasing people. So they're teasing me now. And so, yeah, that, there's some cool stuff. And then there's going to be built in staking. So if you're a project and you have a token and an NFT, you can actually, uh, have your own token get staked for your NFT. So it's really cool um, what they're doing. And that would be like October range when that happens. And it's not limited to that. So you can do anything. You can reward them in XDC if you wanted to as well. So Very, very user-friendly. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's amazing. Yeah, and their support's really awesome. Yeah. Like, they go through updates. The, the only problem I've had is, like, I'll want to mint or someone wants to buy and they just happen to be doing an update. And so the site's down, but like, other than that, it works very well. So that's amazing. Great. Mm -hmm. Good to hear. Totally. Cool. There's another marketplace too. Um, XDC NFT. They actually were the creators of the first NFT on XDC, the Super Bowls NFT. And they just went through some, like, I don't know if it was drama or not, but, like half the team or some of the team like just quit. And so like, they're kind of going through a transitionary period. They're another cool marketplace, a little bit different setup. Um, we delayed minting on that. We were going to put the Zodiomp on their marketplace, but they didn't have the stuff we like. Um, XDC has uh, like trade volume and all that information, you know, like baseball card stuff, you know, like you want your project stats up there. And like, so that's the reason we stayed with XDC mostly, but, um, their team is just great. And actually, XDC is a uh, sister company to Demo Finance. And Demo Finance is huge. Like, they help, um, they work with a lot of big names. And also, they're working with Launchain directly, too. So, I think that means I don't want you to quote me on this, but you can leave it public. They will be cross chain. Because that's the only point of working with Launchain. Of course. But that's just my own research. So. That is amazing. And they're in cool. Dubai, so they have a lot of cool loopholes. So if yeah. you're an American project and yeah. you have problems, you can you can use them as a middle ground for like loopholes. So that's a big cool thing. Sick. Wow. Like I don't have to KYC my holders. Like that's super important to me. Like I like the anonymous thing. I don't like the chance, you know, of like, you know, maybe like some terrorist has our sea monkey, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Like it, it's a matter of how careful you are with who you get a hold of. Yeah. There's always a chance. It's money. Like, you can't have money without any kind of blood touching it. Like, that's just something you have to accept. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. cool. Tyler, is this your first podcast? Like, no. no. That's great. No, I have we have the um, BYOB podcast. I've done well, like, the Pixel Being featured podcast. on a podcast. I apologize. Oh, no, second one second. that um, I was a guest on. Nice. Yeah, I did the Pixelate Robot Club here, like, uh, towards nice. the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, the park guys are awesome. But, yeah, you uh, you flow stuff, like, super easy. Yeah. Just, like, boom, 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 oh, boom, boom. Just one after the other. It's questions. Like, we asked, like, right. two yeah. questions. It was just, like, one nice, continuous stream of yeah, thought. Yeah, exactly. This is cool, <laughs> man. You answered all of them without <laughs> us even asking. I, I don't even have my notes up. I just know it all, so... <laughs> <laughs> Our ecosystem is confusing, man. Like, we have a lot going on, um, a lot of different nuances to it. Like, our, our best holders are still somewhat confused on the like when it comes to some things, but it's pretty simple, I think. It's, it's like we're just kind of like climbing mountains, essentially, is how I look at it. Just a lot of information. Of course. Yeah. 
It is. And it all happened. It started um, uh, August, mid-August is how long we've been actually active on the, like, as far as, like, tokens. The only thing we did before mid-August was the NFTs, the XDC monkeys, mostly. Nice. So all this has happened in, like, the past few weeks, basically. It's been nuts. Cool. Is there anything to look out for in the near future? Yes. Um, our next NFT project coming out that will create a deflationary environment for our circulating supply. Right now, um, since we started with um, no circulating tokens and we've had to distribute, it's been an inflationary effect on the price. Um, so we're getting close to the end of that. And um, by the end of the month is my goal, but it's not cemented in, is to have our what's called the Bibble Burn Bonds where you get to trash your Bibble tokens and then you get twice as many of them back over the course of a year. Nice. So you get 16.67% staking um, by owning this uh, Bibble Burn Bond. And then that lasts for one year. And then after a year, you have the option to um, buy it back for 75% of it. So like if you put in 100,000 first, the next year you have to put in 75,000. And then we're just going to keep doing that until it's empty. But... So it'll deflate the tokens. Um, I, I want to hopefully cut the tokens in half, like, you know, voluntarily yeah. through the people doing it themselves. And then we're going to have, um, it's going to be also deflationary for our marketplace and stuff. So we're going to have a set amount burnt for each transaction that you buy something with. Not for any, we don't want to do any of that, like sending to wallet junk. Like there's tokens out there that if you send it to your other wallet, you get taxed for that. And I think that's stupid. Like, I don't want to take people's money for if they because like here's a big problem: um, mobile wallets versus web wallets. So we use the web wallet for most of our stuff because I like computers. You can see more of the screen. You can navigate the marketplaces a lot better when you can see all the NFTs instead of just scrolling one by one through hundreds of pictures. So like we encourage the web wallet for that, and then we encourage hodling on the decent or mobile wallet of choice that's compatible. Mostly, it's decent wallet. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like, um, I kind of forgot where I was Here going with that. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. It's interesting. We have weird problems with decent wallet. It's very small. That's like, it just drives me nuts. So the, it's, yeah, it's hard to find support for stuff. Like when you're having difficulties with it, if like, it's not working with a particular DAP or something like that, there's no resources for you to yeah. research research so you're, you're, trial and error hope for the best turn on and off disconnect reconnect hope for the best yeah i love it though it's a great wallet oh yeah yeah i love it. it's it you can exchange straight on the wallet now yeah. you can i can trade because like one of our uh our nft project um the bibble burn machine it's you buy it with xdc tokens but there's a lot of people on the xrp ledger who don't want to go through the process of swapping xrp for xdc or they just don't have XDC and they just want to use their XRP. So, um, yeah, I just have people send it to our Project Decent wallet. I swap it on the app for XDC and I buy it on the app and just send it to them with the app. It's great for that kind of stuff. Um, we actually have some cool workarounds for that problem. Um, I actually have a live spreadsheet you can go on and scroll. Instead of like going through the uh, website, you just go to the spreadsheet and click and you go straight to the buy now page for the link. So it's got all the stats for the NFT. You can look at the price, the value, who owns it, whatnot. And if it's a project owner or if it's like owned by someone else. So we try to make it as easy for people as possible. 
And that's, no that's, matter that's, what, that's the best way to be. I mean, Great. yeah, the more user-friendly, the more mm-hmm. eyes you'll be able to attract and obtain to be able to acquire your projects. Mm-hmm. And that's truly all yeah, I mean, it's, And that's with zero support team. Like, yeah. The only support team we have is voluntary, um, like officially, like our, our community is just so helpful. Like everybody is a master of what they're good at. And so it combined, it makes them really a great team just like helping. Like I can go probably three days without checking my discord and people are learning without me. It's like so awesome. Like I'm so grateful for everybody. Cause we do have days where like I'll be stuck doing something or I have to, cause like I, our kids live, um, I have two of my kids are my wife's kids. So they're my stepkids and their dad lives in Minnesota. So like we have to go out of town for things and like i'm like makes me paranoid to go driving and i'm like oh god someone can't work on xdc right now because they don't know what it does and so they're they're my backup it's great and it's all organic like we've had actually i think only one person scam us and i think it was an accident i don't even think he did it on purpose um yeah it was really weird um we did a, uh, I don't want to say his name because I kind of like him. He's actually super awesome. And it was actually our best spaces ever um, as far as informative. Uh, it was a contest, like a trivia contest. So I gave him all the answers and the questions and answer sheet. And the people that were answering were reading my words that I wrote that were not anything like my website like text. Like it wasn't like they were reading web for like off, word for word off the website. It was like handwritten from the top of my mind driving kind of stuff. And I was like, that's exactly the way I worded that. Hmm. And so I think someone like he gave, yeah, he admitted to giving the answers to one person. He said, and like, just like, I don't think that he, I don't know. I don't, I have not a clue how to prove what happened, but I was so impressed with the spaces. And on top of that, the amount of energy he put into, if he was trying to rip me off was just like impressive. And I was like, man, kudos to that. Like no one's ever done that to me. And like, I like you. You helped our spaces rock. And so I won't publicly bash you, but <laughs> people know about it. Our discord was following along. Cause I posted the answer sheet in our discord about halfway through. Cause I knew at that time it was already just a no go for rewards. So I'm like, whatever happens, happens. And like they were dying. They're like, this is exactly what you said and laughing about it. So that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, like we, it's been pretty clean. People keep asking us to basically like show our project or like be paid promoters. Like, how'd you find me? Do you like our project? What do you know about our project? Why do you want to show us? Do you think I'm rich? Because I'm not yet. Um, <laughs> I've all, every time they ask me, I'm like, yeah, you can totally volunteer. Or I ask them how much they're going to pay me. So it's fun. It's smart. <laughs> Very smart. It yeah. is smart. Well, Tyler. Well, yeah, well Tyler. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got it. Take. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. We yeah, appreciate we your time. We appreciate all the the sweet information that you provided to us because one, it opened up our minds to greater realities and just different opportunities, and then as well as our community mm-hmm. and everybody who watches this. We'll definitely be putting your links in the description of this, and we hope to have you on in the future. Right Don't forget on, to join our Discord. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Freshly launched. Freshly launched oh, Discord. Cool. We yes. are soon to be creating our own NFT project, as well as you can see, awesome. merch will be on the way soon. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And I will show you guys too. As long as you guys don't aren't crazy scammers, I'll find out. <laughs> well, we're docs, so if we were scammers in the <laughs> long run, it'd be terrible for us. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, oh man, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys seem really cool and legit. I like you guys. We appreciate it. You're appreciate amazing. It, Thank you. Well, this mm-hmm. has been the All Kings Podcast, and we will see you next episode. Peace. Amazing. Thank <laughs> you.